Welcome to the All About Setware podcast. In this podcast, we typically <laughs> talk about training tips, a behind the scenes look at what your instructor or trial official may be going through, and much more. However, this podcast is going to be a little bit different in that we are going to have a blunt discussion about some of the things that are plaguing our setware community, and we're just going to get right into it. It is high time for all of us to hold ourselves to a higher standard of how we are interacting with one another. Over the last couple of weeks, I personally have been dealing with an unimaginable amount of frankly stupid drama <laughs> that is just not called for. And this is not new. This is not unique to my situation at all. And we need to do better. So this podcast, I'm just going to call Spade Spade and going to ask everyone to have a very blunt and honest observation for how it is that we are dealing with one another in this community. So there are going to be a couple of big buckets that we're going to be covering in this podcast. The first is how you as a dog owner are participating in the activity of set work with your dog if you choose to take classes or if you choose to trial or if you choose to go to some other kind of event. Understand that all of this is optional. You do not have to do this. We would love for you to do it. I think it's very beneficial to your dog. I think it's very beneficial to you. I think it improves the relationship you have with your dog. But you do not have to do this. <laughs> and if doing it causes you stress and strife, if everything is wrong, if you are frustrated or angry or disappointed or whatever, any kind of negative connotation, any kind of negative emotion, then don't do it anymore. Find some other way of playing the game on your own. Maybe play the game with some friends. There's lots of different ways that you can do it. But then don't put yourself and your dog in those situations. Because what happens is that then you take out all those negative emotions to the people that are offering you the classes, the trials, the events, the whatever. And that's not fair. It's not appropriate. All of us are adults. <laughs> I, in all my years, I think I've worked with two younger than 16 handlers. Everyone else was older than 25, probably older than 30. So we all know how this works. This isn't alien. This isn't strange. This isn't, oh, this is such a strange. No, it's called being decent. It's called being mature. And it's called taking a breath and realizing the people that you're interacting with are people and you do not need to dim someone else's light or their enthusiasm to make yourself better. Full stop. <laughs> Again, if someone were to do these types of interactions with someone's dog, oh, the community would be enraged. <laughs> but there seems to be this excuse that if someone is just downright awful to another person, well, that's okay, because we don't like people. You know, we like dogs. It's not okay. And I have to tell you that if you're doing all of that to other people, you are probably putting off a bunch of other things that your dog is picking up on, and you're ruining the experience for them as well. So even if you just want to do it from a purely selfish standpoint, don't increase your own blood pressure, don't practice bad behaviors for yourself, and don't have a negative connotation with your dog. Would you like specifics? Of course, why not? Let's say that you're taking a class 
right? An in-person class with an instructor. And you decide that you are not pleased with how things have gone. But you have not talked to your instructor about this. <laughs> you have not had a conversation with them. You have not asked questions. You haven't done anything. You are just sitting there stewing because you do not feel that you or your dog are doing well enough. Maybe other people in the class you deem are doing better than you are, and that's unacceptable. So you go to social media and you post all about it. And you may try to be slick about it. <laughs> you're not naming your instructor and you're being very passive aggressive about it. People can see through what that is. And more likely than not, that instructor that you're working with is on social media. <laughs> so we'll get back to them at some point and it makes them feel like dirt. It really does. It makes someone that you're trying so hard to help someone and then to find out in some roundabout way that they're upset with you, that's not fun. But on top of that, you then have the added layer of people being bad actors, <laughs> not behaving themselves, are the people who respond to those posts. And some I think are genuinely trying to provide advice, genuinely trying to provide feedback. But then there are others who decide to jump on the train and they also are passive aggressive. And they also are trying to, you know, put a feather in their hat and say, well, you know, your instructor should have known better than to do yada yada. Were you there? Did you see all of the situation? You're only getting this one little tiny bit of feedback from this post that again, isn't even, it's disingenuous at best. <laughs> this is so frustrating on so many levels. My theory comes into what is the resolution to all of this? Like what happened? Like what was the good part to this thing that you just did? this can of worms that you've opened up. Nothing has been gained. Only things have been lost. And this happens all of the time and it's unacceptable. And people may be saying, well, you're just saying that because you're an instructor. No, I'm saying that as a human being. <laughs> I'm saying that as a person. If you have a problem with something, particularly if you are paying for a service, don't just bash about that service online. Contact them and talk to them, particularly when it's an instructor that you're paying money for them to help you. <laughs> I have to tell you, this hasn't happened to me directly. And I still am infuriated when I see posts that have nothing to do with me or any instructors that I know. It's not okay. It's not. I don't, I, there's no excuse for it. Unless the instructor walked into the room and kicked your dog upside the head and that you need to alert the public to this dangerous person, which by the way, who does that? No one. <laughs> this is not the way to go about it. If you have an issue, a concern, if you're frustrated, whatever the case may be, the person you should be contacting privately, directly, maturely, and with competence on your end is your instructor, not social media. <laughs> it's just not the way to go about it. So that's the one part of this. The next part of this, how is it that you are contacting these people? So let's say it's not an instructor, right? Maybe you're buddy, buddy with your instructor. Everything is fantastic, but you trial and you have a trialing experience that you're less than thrilled with, right? You thought that you were going to go in there and get high in trial and you didn't. Maybe you didn't even queue in any of your classes and you're pissed. <laughs> you're upset, right? How dare the world deny you your high in trial? So you take the social media to 
lament about how, well, clearly it was the judge's fault and clearly it was the Hyde Center's fault and clearly it was the club's fault and so on and so forth. Unless you have actually contacted the trial chairperson before you went to social media with any kind of legitimate concerns that you may have had, because there may actually have been, particularly for some of the newer organizations where maybe you read the rules, said one thing, but what you experienced was something else. That's a legitimate concern. Contact the trial chairperson. That is your only recourse. Trial chairperson doesn't move. Trial chairperson doesn't contact you within a reasonable period of time. <laughs> because these people have lives and jobs and family and they like to sleep and eat. If in a couple of days they don't get back to you, then contact the organization directly. What is Facebook or Instagram or Twitter going to do for you? The answer is nothing. It'll make you feel better as a bunch of people chime in and jump in onto the thread talking about, oh yeah, well, you know, those are terrible people. But they don't even know what you're talking about. It's just gossip town. It's just an opportunity for everyone to chime in about how trash these people who worked their butts off to put on an event that was optional that you did not have to participate in. This is the part that people don't seem to get. On one hand, everyone whines there aren't enough trials. And then when there are trials, well, they're not close enough to me. So then when there are more trials <laughs> in more places, well, you know, now they're not on the right day. So now there are more trials in more places on more days. Well, now they still weren't good enough because I didn't, I didn't get cues and everything. Or this, or that, or the other thing. These are all those, also the very same people never volunteered at a trial in their life. They've never worked behind the scenes. They don't see what it takes to put on a trial. They've never shadowed the hide setters who are stressing from maybe four o'clock in the morning that day of, not to mention all the planning they did beforehand, trying to make sure that they set a fair and reasonable, yet fun and exciting and challenging search that everyone's going to enjoy to have fun with their dogs. That's the point. So the very same people who are sitting there complaining constantly are, of course, the loudest ones. And the people who had a great time, which quite frankly, outnumber the people who complain by so much, are so thrilled with how it went. They know that it went really smoothly, that there was so much effort, that the judge and the volunteers offered them a smile and a congratulations. It was a good time to hang out with their friends. And best of all, all of that to the side, they got to spend some time with their dog that has a very limited lifespan. They're creating memories that they'll hold on to forever, right? It's a good time to spend with their dogs. Wonderful. Those people had such a great time. They may do one little tiny post, if any, but they're just happy. And then they go on with their lives. But the people who just want to ruin everything are very loud about it. And that's what these people who are putting on the events here ad nauseum, non-stop. Whether it be posts, whether it be emails, whether it be voicemails, it's insane. If you aren't enjoying yourself doing these things, then stop doing them. <laughs> no one is forcing you to trial. Absolutely no one. There is no breeding program that I know of for any breed that demands that you do scent work with your dog. None of those titles mean anything for any breed, period. It's just not. If you are selecting breeding stock based on scent work titles, there's something wrong with you. Sure, it shows a little bit of versatility, but come on, 
There are other ways you can do this. So that's not it. Oh, but you want to have bragging rights. Okay. Then check your ego at the door and stop treating people like trash. Oh, well, Miss Santos, this is just such a, a harsh podcast. No, it is long overdue. We need to call a spade a spade. No one in this community is unaware of how to treat other people. You just choose otherwise. <laughs> and that's not okay. And it needs to stop. So to recap, we have the way that you're interacting with your instructors, right? Or the way that you may be talking about your instructors, but you're not talking to them directly. Not okay. Then you have when you are going to events, trials in particular, but it could also be if you're going to a seminar or a workshop. And then again, you didn't bring up any of your concerns or questions or issues with the person who may have put on the event or the organization. No, you're just going to go to social media and just bash everyone there. Not okay. Then you have the way that clients may just be talking with their instructors and their trainers. Before you shoot off that email or that message, maybe just take a breath <laughs> and think through, how is this going to come across? Do I really have to tone this the way that I do? Or maybe this person has just been trying to help me and my dog, and maybe I could just bring it down a couple of levels. Because I've gotten some emails as of late, even people who aren't doing any business with me directly, that are just off the wall. I mean, people that are just downright nasty. I don't tolerate that. I won't accept it. Don't do it. <laughs> just don't. I will be professional and courteous up to a point. And no one wants to see me upset. Trust you me. I got a bad temper on me. But I know that it's not an okay thing. It's nothing to brag about. It's not all right to treat other people like trash. It's just not. And it needs to stop. And then finally, we go to my fellow colleagues. <laughs> the idea that in order for you to be successful or to prove your worth, you need to talk down to and be disrespectful to your fellow colleagues needs to stop. If you have someone who is trying to better themselves and they're openly learning, they're not hurting anyone, then be a supporter to that person. You do not need to drag their name in the mud. You do not need to be, well, I don't do yada yada, but you know, good on me, I do this instead. But you know, that other person over there, because they're still stuck doing whatever the case may be. It's not okay. It needs to stop. And what is the core, what is the, the common denominator to all these problems? It's called complete lack of self-esteem, <laughs> which is hilarious. And then masking that as ego. People are trying to make themselves feel bigger and better by basically walking all over other people. It's idiotic. It's a waste of time. It's not okay. It needs to be called out and it needs to stop. So here are my solutions for you. Here are my proposals. The next time that anyone, doesn't matter, instructor, trial official, trial host, attendee, dog owner, handler, whomever, the next time that you have one of these inklings bubbling up within you, I think I want to be a jerk to someone. <laughs> I want to complain about something. Take a breath and then try to think, how did I contribute to this problem? Did I contribute to this problem? What can I control and how can I help? 
Because all you can do is control you. Flip it back into a way that can actually be productive. As an example, coming up as a little tiny baby handler of a, of a very aggressive dog, aggressive dog, little baby trainer, I recognized that there weren't a whole lot of resources for a dog like him in scent work, meaning there wasn't a very safe way for me to participate. The instructors that I did work with accommodated us up and down and sideways, trying to make sure everything was safe. And I am very indebted to them for doing so. But there is still this pressure within the community, like, oh, well, go compete. It's like, I don't want him to kill anyone. So I saw this as a problem. It was something that bothered me. I didn't like this pressure that you can feel within the community that you have to compete. Otherwise, particularly if you're trying to be an instructor, if you don't compete, then what good are you? That kind of thing. So instead of just complaining about it, I decided to come up with a solution. Hence why I created Cyber Scent Work. So that people who had dogs like mine, particularly, would be able to compete in ways that they could do so safely. And that they could also get training advice because that was addressing another thing that I didn't like, that people were going to trials to try to do their training at trial. That drove me nuts. <laughs> That's not what trials are for. But instead of just lamenting and complaining, I came up with a solution and created this organization. Do I think it's the end all and be all? Of course I don't. But I'm trying to help address the things I think are problems. That's all I'm asking that people do. If you are complaining about something, take a moment, see what you're complaining about, and then try to think, is there a way that maybe I could help come up with a solution to this problem? Or maybe I can talk to someone who can. And maybe the people that are part of the problem really aren't part of the problem. They're more of a victim to it. Such as, there aren't any instructors in my area. And whose fault is that? It's no one's fault. It's just circumstance, right? Okay, well then see if you're able to talk with some of your other fellow scent work aficionados and see if anyone's interested in being an instructor. And at the same time, make sure they know what they're doing. <laughs> and you got to take your time to do that, right? Oh, there aren't any trials directly in my backyard. There's probably a good reason for that. Yes, you may actually have to travel a little bit. Oh, when there are trials, they're not that great. Maybe that's because they're trying to hold trials in places they shouldn't be holding them. Like, again, like we have to understand the, the reasons why things are the way they are and come up with actual realistic solutions to problems instead of just bitching about it. <laughs> and in the meantime, stop treating everyone like dirt. It's not okay. And I have to, again, stress this point. The people who are really guilty of this who do this all of the time, there are not many of them. They're just not. Same thing that you see in the world right now. There are more people who will be kind and patient and decent than there are people who will just be bombastic, rude, crude, inconsiderate, and just nasty. It's just a fact. But that latter category are very loud. It's high time for the people who are involved in this community of scent work, who are here to have fun with their dogs, <laughs> become louder. 
You don't have to yell. You don't have to scream. You don't have to get nasty about it. Celebrate the good things. Celebrate the fact that your dog loves the game. I don't care if you have a ribbon or not. It doesn't matter. Celebrate the fact that you're now looking at your dog through a different lens. No longer are they this stubborn, furry creature that causes you angst and stress. Instead, you see them as this brilliant, smart, intelligent, incredibly gifted creature that can do something that you cannot do. And not only that, that they're excited to bring you along into their world. That's a gift in and of itself. If you can actually encompass that, if you can bring that into your brain and actually hold on to that reality, it will take your relationship to a whole other stratosphere. Post those moments. Post your training and be open about it. Doesn't all have to be unicorns and rainbows. You made a mistake, that's okay. Who cares? They're finding food or birch. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Did they have fun? Did you have fun? Did you learn something? Then it's fine. Did you go to a trial in queue? Who cares? Did you learn something? Did you and your dog have fun? Then you're fine. If you're an instructor, are your students having a good time? Do you feel confident in providing the information to them? If you don't, then partner with someone who can help you, who's actually going to help you. <laughs> Not that they're going to fluff you up and fill you full of nonsense. Not that they're going to ask you to kiss the ground they walk upon. Someone who actually wants to be your colleague, your equal, who wants to help you. And if you've been in the community for a while, come down off your high horse <laughs> and join the rest of us. I am not trying to ding anyone's accomplishments. But again, if you compare that against what is actually going on in the world, I don't care what you've done. More likely than not, it pales in comparison. It's really not that important at the end of the day. This is dog training. Unless your dog training is leading to the cure of all the world's ills, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't care. You are not going to get me be like, oh my goodness, we have to bow down. No, that needs to stop. And that expectation of that needs to stop. And if you see clients start to do that whole, let's just revere you, you need to put that in its place. It's not helpful and it's not necessary. And it causes problems because basically what that leads to, it leads to clicks. So then client from instructor A is now gossiping with their little group of people about instructor B and their group. Of, it's just so stupid. <laughs> People, for some reason, we just don't want to focus on what's important. The tiny little furry creatures in front of us that could give us so much and do give us so much if we would just stop and listen to them. If you just stop and let that experience take over you. And they will be out of your life sooner than you know. So... To wrap this up, <laughs> the point of this podcast is number one, to be a pressure release for myself, but number two, to prompt everyone to have these honest discussions. This is not new. This should not be like, oh my goodness, I had no idea. No, everyone just talks about it behind closed doors. And I am all about, let's talk about these things in the open. 
how we treat each other matters. And it is high time that everyone, quite frankly, act their age. We all love our dogs. How we go about living with our dogs and what we do with our dogs is an individual choice. Whether or not you participate in some work at all is completely optional. If you are taking classes, it's optional. If you are trialing, it's optional. If you're going to workshops, it's optional. If you are an instructor, it's optional. <laughs> yeah, it's a career. But if that career only forces you to be a monster to other people, then choose another career. <laughs> like, I, this is what I'm trying to get across is you are responsible for your actions. Full stop. There are no excuses for anything. I don't care what anyone has been through. I can probably point to another million people who have been through far worse. So that's not an excuse. You need to treat people with respect. Everyone that you encounter needs to be treated with respect. You owe it to your dog. Truly, if you only want to be selfish about it. Because all of that angst and anxiety and stress and anger and frustration, all that else, your dog picks up on that and that's not fair to them. And all the time you're spending bashing other people on social media, sending nasty emails, gossiping behind people's back and all the rest of it is literally time that you're stealing from yourself to create those memories with your dog. I know this from experience because I've been dogless for almost two years. It sucks. It's not fun. I would give anything to spend another minute with my boy. So the idea that there are people sitting there being keyboard warriors where they would never say that to someone's face, that's totally inappropriate. It doesn't accomplish anything. Instead of just spending that time with their dog makes me so angry. It's like, how dare you? <laughs> like, truly, like, how dare you? So I'm hoping... That at the very least, this podcast accomplishes a few things. Number one, that we talk about these things openly. I think it's been talked about behind, around the water cooler for way too long, and it's just silly. I don't understand why we can't just talk about these things openly. Number two, to get people to kind of stop and think, like, hmm, do I do these things sometimes? I think everyone is guilty of it at some point. I know I have been guilty of it in the past. Gossip is gossip, right? People get passionate about something, and they bash about something, and you know what? Sure recognize it, improve it. Don't do it in the beginning. Don't do it anymore. Right. Or try your hardest not to do it as much. And most importantly, personally, I just hope that people can recognize from the tone that I'm not going to tolerate this stuff. <laughs> so I'm putting it out there that please hear me that if you're looking for drama, don't come to my doorstep because it's not the place to play. I'm here to promote people having a good time with their dogs. I'm here to help dog owners have a better time with their dogs. I'm here to help my colleagues, if I can, have a place where they can showcase their skills and share their knowledge, where there may be people around the world that just from location standpoint, they wouldn't be able to work with otherwise, unless they were doing something through our company. I'm here to help the dogs. <laughs> participate in this wonderful activity that gives them so much and allows them to be dogs and to have a better relationship with their people so that they actually feel heard 
and I will not allow anyone to ruin the activity of scent work for me. It is way too precious to see that light of excitement in the dog when they see their person truly see and hear them for the first time. As a dog is working a space and they look back at their person and go, oh, you actually understood me there. You understood dog for a millisecond. And the excitement in the dog that they're not being asked to be a furry human, that they can just be celebrated for being a dog, no one will steal that away from me. And I don't want anyone to even try. I want more people to see it that way. This is so much more than ribbons. This is so much more than titles. It's so much more than accolades. It's so much more to be able to say, well, I did. It doesn't matter. A person working in their living room, seeing and hearing their dog truly for the very first time, that's what I'm after. And I want to promote that around the globe. And I want more dogs to be having that experience with their people. So I'm going to do everything that I can to try to promote that. And if I need to have straight talk podcasts like this to remind everyone what the important stuff is, then I will. (laughs) But I'm not going to get bogged down in stupidity or drama or anything else. I don't have time for it. I work way too hard. So to wrap this up, I hope that everyone can finish listening to this podcast, take a nice deep breath, and look over at your dog, smile, and then plan on what fun set work thing you're going to do with them. What kind of fun activity or exercise are you going to do? And we typically say that, oh, you know, we post this on our Facebook page and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, I'd rather you just listen to it. (laughs) You can just listen to it, let it mull over in your brain. And we'll come back to our normally scheduled podcast at another time. But let's do better as a community for our dogs. And let's treat each other with a little bit more respect. All right, everyone. Happy training. Enjoy your dogs. Enjoy your scent work. Talk to you soon.